0: it is quite choppy and you do get a little knocks, but everyone has a really high skill level that most of the time if they get knocked or they use their shoulder that no one's going to really crash or no one's going to really, yeah. um, you know, come down off a little thing. You see it a lot in sprinting now, like there is yeah. some big crashes in the sprints, but you know, when you're going 75 K an hour, these things do happen. And, um, but yeah, yeah. I think as a lead up man, you've got to be able to, you know cop some shit and you've got to be able to you know keep you keep you calm because it's uh yeah it's a bit of a bit of a free-for-all in there
1: g'day legends and welcome back to the pressure and podcast presented by zwift thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you enjoyed the seven gravel race episode last week That episode actually really surprised me with how well it did, so I certainly got the idea that a lot of you out there are quite keen on the gravel scene. Speaking of Seven, check out the Press Room YouTube channel. I made a full uh, recap how the gravel waste uh, was won, and you can see that video on there. Thanks to Marco for letting me use his film footage. And if you haven't heard of Seven before, please just watch this video, The Scenes and where these guys and girls get to ride their gravel bike and race it is just out of this world. So huge thanks to them, and make sure you check out that video and let me know if you like it, and I'll do plenty, plenty more. Also, the Giro, how good has the Giro been? It's been so exciting watching Biniam, uh, Giramay, Van Der Poel, uh, all the choppers, Jai Hindley. How about all the friends of the podcast just going ham? Jai winning on that blockhouse stage. Wow, And are we surprised? Remember in that episode with Jai, he spoke about how much of a benefit he gets out of altitude training and he spent a lot of time at altitude pre-Giro. So uh, when it really gets into the high stuff in the third week, look out for Jai because he's going to be taking another stage. No doubt about that. Speaking of stages, the Velo Games competition for the Giro is kicking off. Well, it's already kicked off, and uh, the winner gets a pair of Smith Optics sunglasses, the eyewear supplier of the press room. Uh, At the moment, I'm sitting fourth, so not really happy about that. Uh, So good luck to the teams for the rest of the competition, but I hope I can come back and win my own sunnies. But anyway... Today's episode is a ripper. I'm just going through the entire Australian Olympic squad for you guys because I know they're so popular. This week's episode, we're speaking with Sam Wellsford of Team DSM. Now, Sammy, another WA or Republic of WA legend. Um, He's had a bit of a break, and now he's about to hit the second part of the season for him. We speak about the first half of the season. Uh, All his uh, great results at Skelder Price, Bredan, Tour of Turkey... Um, we get into his sleeve tattoos we really dive deep into um, the the i guess the approach to the finales in some of these sprints so yeah you need the top end power but what is required until you get to that sprint well sammy goes right into that so anyway legends it's time for another episode of the breast room potty so you know what to do get on the ergo get on the commute because this is sam wellsford and i'll see you real soon
0: That's right. How you doing? Hey Sam, how's it, mate? Good, mate. How's things?
1: Ah, oh, mate, last good, eh? Last bloody good. I had to laugh at your message, saying connecting. It just reminded me of like, I don't know, signing into um, Call of Duty. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Wait, waiting like for the lobby to open up. Yeah. Do you have any games there? Uh, no, I don't actually. I got well, my roommates have their Xboxes. So I live, with, I live with Taj Jones and Alice and They have their Xbox here. Mm. They, we have a steering wheel and like pedals. So they play a lot of F1 and stuff. Um, but I'm in the process of getting my uh, getting a rig over here. No shit. Um, yeah. So I got a desk and stuff in my room so you know, get get the uh, get the heat for it now.
1: <laughs> what like the full F1 setup? Like sim.
0: Uh, uh, no, I don't have a sim, but um that he wants to actually get a a, a bit of a sim setup. Basically, yes. the is doing well, so yeah, yeah, that's it. Nice, yep. hey, uh,
1: thanks Thanks for coming on, mate. No worries, Pleasure you, thanks for having me. Yeah, mate, of course. I mean, I've had just about everyone else uh, from the Aussie uh, Olympic squad, and thought, you know, you say the best for last day. Eh? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> so um, you're living with Taj Jones, and who was the other Alistair McKellar? Oh, Alistair McKellar, okay, they're both on Israel, is that right?
0: Yeah yeah so is on the World Tour team and Alistair's on the Continental team.
1: Yeah right cool. And where do you guys live? In Girona or
0: Owen? Yeah in Girona yeah just basically right next to the train station so it's so uh, really handy to um you know come in and out of here to the to go to Bastor as well. Yes. Yeah, do you,
1: um are you guys always training together? Do you have like a good little training crew there or
0: Um yeah sometimes we train together. Um there actually is a big training crew here that mostly go out together like Sometimes you could even just go to the Stonebridge, which is like a general place everyone meets here in Girona. And if you go there at 10, you're going to find people to ride with usually. No shit. Um, yeah. So usually 10 or 11, especially when it now is getting a bit hotter. Um, there's so many people out riding. And a lot of people now are actually in Andorra um, doing a bit of altitude. So it's quite, it's a little bit quiet down here. Hmm. Um, but there yeah, you can always find people to ride with here. That's one of the best things about, about being in Girona, I think. Wow. That's pretty cool.
1: I think... Um... Surely, there's enough for a bunch ride, an off season.
0: Yeah, so I'm i got something in the in the works. I'm tr- I'm trying to sketch up a bunchy here on every Sunday. Yeah. Um, I thought about having it Saturday because that's kind of the ritual. But it's quite busy here on Saturdays, and I think Sundays is like ghost town really because nothing's open. Mm. And I thought about running a, like a little little bunchy that goes for like you know just over an hour or something and goes out of town and then comes back in and has a sprint near the town. I, I'm going to be sick. Imagine how that, like, every Sunday and calling it, like, Sunday church or something.
1: Sunday church, <laughs> Sunday puffers,
0: mate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, have nothing, nothing on the old Papa's rides, but nah, mate, yeah. you, know, the, you can, can't take the bunch out of the boy, I don't think.
1: No, nah, no way. That's awesome, though. That would be cool. Hopefully you can get it going, mate, and then it can just turn into the real uh, world champs and there'll be a world tour boycott for the Sunday. <laughs> people flying in. Yeah, people we flying in, police yep. escort,
0: media. Yeah.
1: yeah. Who knows, mate? It's the uh, Velon. Now, um, just when you put your arm up, I can see your um, sleeve tattoo. That's all like, is it finished?
0: Yeah, fully finished now. Wow. Um, had a little crash on it, so it's healing a bit here, but that's all right. But, yeah, it goes all the way up the arm to the shoulder. Holy shit. Um, so I got yeah my Japanese dragon and then my samurai down the bottom so, mate I yeah, really love it yeah. That's sick, eh? Is it is that yeah, what yeah. Got? just the whole sleeve? Yeah. yeah, the whole sleeve. Yeah, man, mate, that's
1: cool because I remember seeing it when you had the outline like this was pre-Olympics. Um,
0: oh yeah, yeah. Long process to get it done, eh? Oh yeah, long process, especially with training. It's more the hard thing. Like if you have like a I, I probably did about yeah four full days and then like maybe two half days on it. Holy so shit. like, it's like you gotta find a day we have a Rico day. So you ride in the morning really early and then go in because like you can't ride after getting it done the day because you, you don't want to sweat. You want to keep it like nice and like clean. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a big healing process. I remember I, one day I I went out for a ride the next day because I had to and I put a big just a leg warmer over my whole arm <laughs> to cover it from the <laughs> yeah. sun. That's uh, NBA
1: spec, eh? yeah leave wow that's interesting you know yesterday i was talking with um who was it he just messaged me um you know jake flynn is it jake oh yeah yeah i I, I don't actually know about know him personally but he messaged me because he said um or something it was saying because he's got one of those whoop bands and he said the whoop band doesn't work on his tattoos now because of this new oh really yeah so it's not like yeah, it's not registering the through the ink. Wow, either. through the ink. Just, wow, that's interesting. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. So um, you know, if you got the whoop band like uh, every man and the dog seems to have, wear it on yeah. the uh, on the on the other arm. Yeah, you stitched up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wanted to. Uh, well, I just want to talk about the. you know, your first year in the world tour, mate. I mean, you've had a really good start, bro. Like, you must have been happy with how, like it all sort of begun in Saudi tour. Cause I was watching those um, races and in the Saudi tour, you were kind of like lead out sort of mm-hmm. look like you were second, last man on a couple of the days and even last man. And then like on the last couple of stages, you were making the front splits when it was getting all fucking spicy, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you must've been happy with the start in Saudi tour.
0: Yeah. Well, it feels like eternity ago now, but yeah, that was my first race with the team and yeah, I think the for me to come in and um you know get involved in the lead out for we were springing for uh Danese there mm. um and yeah to get stuck in and I and yeah originally I was you know a bit like oh you know first race don't want to get in each other's nerves uh, anyone's anyone's you know step on anyone's feet but I really I really enjoyed it you know you get straight back in and then um you know straight in the lead out and fighting like crazy I think that's that's like the thing we still have from the track you know you can come in and you learn all these skills that you can apply in the in the world to a bunch, but mm. yeah, it was a good start for me. I, I surprised myself on that uh, mountain stage. I we uh, got you got real uh, real heated in the crossies, and then it was a big old split. <laughs> um, and then it was like six quick step guys because yeah. they're incredible crosswinds. And then like me and another teammate, and then it was it was actually it was interesting because I was going so deep just in the crosswinds, like it was so hard. Yeah, and all just to basically get go to this 5k climb at like yeah. 15, 16 percent just to get dropped. <laughs> I mean, but I think yeah, for for me that took a lot of confidence out of that to go into the you know in, into the hard finals and yeah. be able to push myself through those hard bits to get make make those front selections. Yeah,
1: do you look at like when you're in those moments and say you've made that fucking split in the ashes and then you you look around? Are you looking at other riders going, oh fuck, he's here? He's not here. I'm with them. Like, is that is that a sort of a confidence thing as well in the moment?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you can gauge a lot on who's who's there and who's not. And you know, you see like Tim De and uh, all these big guys from Quick Step out here ripping you and you're involved with that. Uh, you know, it, it does give you confidence. And um, yeah, be like you get like I said, you have to be really smart with it, and you, you can you can go you can change like that. So the crosswinds are on. If you take one moment off the pedals and you try to like. Recover and go to the back. That can that can be that can be a oh yeah. yeah that's uh
1: uraj Uraj Sagan when they were in the UAE for the um world champs. He made when Sagan won the world champs in Doha. Yeah, um that was yeah you know, that went out to the desert, they turned left or something, and it was crossies and it blew up. And both Sagans made it in the front group of 40. And the story was Peter asked um to go get him a bottle once the split was established. <laughs> he went back to get the bottle and never came back. Never came back, yeah. <laughs> never came back. Like. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, it was it was really cool to see you up there and, and ching along and then obviously like straight into the classics, and that seemed to be like, well, mate, um Skelder price was a, unreal mm. result and I don't know how to pronounce the other race you were fourth, fourth. what was Pradana yeah 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 you were fourth in that one that was a couple of days before maybe a week before Skelder Prize yeah yeah it was. what like mate to step up into you know those results are, are massive like um like, how did you feel on the day at Skelter Price? If we talk about that. Like, uh, obviously, finishing third, it went pretty hectic from the start. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it was, everyone knew that, it, like, as soon as the flag dropped, it's on. Like, basically, you go through this tunnel and then you go out of the tunnel. This is like less than 5K in the race. You turn right and then bang, it's on. Fine. It's full, like, you know, echelons and people are fighting for the front because you go from this big three lane road into like a one lane or skinny road. Oh. So everyone, like, the neutral was chaotic. I crashed in the neutral, actually. Oh, shit. At the start, I was right at the front and then got my bars clipped through a corner so, and it was wet too, so bang, went down. What, and then straight I, to the yeah. back? Yeah, straight to the back. Oh, and then uh, no. got a, I think what I did, I think I, uh, I just had a spare, got, a, got a spare wheel, jumped back on. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I had to find way towards the front again. But then they, had, they stopped the neutral because there were so many issues at the back. Oh, that I like had to stop the race because of the crashes and dudes were just fighting so hard and taking so much risks that they had to stop it, let everyone get back on, they had mechanicals, yeah. and then let it go again. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a hectic race, and um, yeah, I did some of my all-time powers in that race, just just rolling over in the front guys and like ninety-minute
1: sort of powers, or
0: yeah, ninety-minute, uh, you know, sixty-minute. Like all these ones where you just on the gas, and this is when you're rolling. Like so, you're on off. So yeah. it's, it ma- imagine the, the normalise and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it was a mental. It just went, and then I think I was the last guy that made it. Like I was in the gutter in the basically, in the doom line. I call it. Um, the doom it line. Yeah, the doom line. Yeah. Oh, so man. you got the guys rolling off in front of you, and then you could basically just into the curve. And then here you basically here have to hold on, wait for it to ease up, or you got to somehow just push wind and then get to the front. Yeah. Because um, you'll you see, you see maybe five guys behind you about a k. You Look back, one guy behind you. you look back again, oh. and you got last wheel. <laughs> you're like, you're like shit. I'm probably next if I don't if I don't do anything here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was there like really tough. And then um yeah four into the into the roll, and then once you're in there it's uh. Basically, yeah, roll or be dropped. Really, no um, shit. Do you have yeah. to fight to get in there as well? Do they like yeah. um, squish out? Really? Yeah, yeah. You got, you got to fight to get in there because no one wants to be caught on the guys who who are, get pushed back from the roll. So if you don't find a way to move out and push right into the into the forward moving train, you you end up getting just stuck at the back. Yeah, that's when you actually you get no recovery from from coming back. You just get stuck here in the wind. So mm. it is it is a fight. It's almost a fight to roll sometimes. So um, Fuck. that's basically the whole whole you know echeloning and whole uh, crosswinds. So, mm. but yeah, for me to you know go deep into that final was um, yeah, it was amazing. It was it was a really fun race. The last last two laps around those local laps um, yeah, when we hit it, it was such a cool atmosphere. You go through the little chicane after the finish and there were so many people there. Like probably drunk as since like ten am, they were just yeah like. So loud, and it felt yeah, that really I love hearing that. And um, it felt like you're in a world two stage, you know, coming through the final. So, uh, and then the last last lap was just attacks like everyone was attacking. It was like a junior race, oh, shit. Like under- <laughs> race where like bang one would go, bang one yeah. would go, bang one would go, and it just didn't stop until like you know, Kristoff just absolutely masterclassed over the cobbles and then right away, right away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, could you see him though? Um yeah, we could on the long, long straight road towards uh the co we were along the coast. You could kind of see him ahead, but like like I said, he was moving and he, he told me he was some of his numbers he was holding and yeah, I think yeah, uh, like I said, he had the form and had the, um had the uh had, had the brain, bro. Road. Yeah, the brain. Yeah so yeah, had popped was an incredible win. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. Oh mate,
1: it's such a sick uh Oh, just such a good win. Uh, such a good, like personal win for you. Um, that mm. result. Like are those, um, and it was funny because when I was thinking about, I think I was talking with Kel about this. I wasn't sure how you and Kel, I don't know, like what kind of, what type of rider you might be when you stepped into the world tour. I just wasn't sure. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. the one, one race I really was sure about was I thought Skelter price should definitely be up your alley, but yeah. I didn't anticipate it in, like it was this year it's usually well not an what's well, usually an easier race than it would have been this year
0: usually they call it yeah sprinters classic, Sprint is classic it's yeah.
1: Fun, but um but this was fucking yeah. hectic conditions pissing rain. yes
0: yeah. she's from the start like um yeah yeah i was iconic yeah I, I and that stuff i really love you know just putting yourself in a race where you know just half it, it it's no bullshit you have to either have it or you don't mm. and um And there's plenty of races where I don't have it as well. So like, but uh yeah. Uh for that one, yeah, I had had some good legs and just fought really hard for it. And you know, I think like I think you see some of Kel's and my results already. Like you can see the hunger we have to, you know, get these good results. And I think that's what's right, this it is what's driving us older, you know, to be quite successful on the road. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I think for both of you guys, it seems like you
1: you'll race your best when you're one out and everyone's one out. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 i think that's how like we race pretty hard and when we were in australia too and we'd always you know kind of we do things together we basically chop till you drop and that's essentially what half this racing is in the classics you know yeah. if you don't basically put yourself on the limit to get there um you're not gonna you're not gonna make it so yeah you know we know how to hurt ourselves a lot This from our you know obviously the track program so maybe that helps a bit
1: hope you enjoyed the episode with Sam Wellsford so far. Be sure to leave a review on Spotify and Apple if you are. really makes a big difference. I have to say a huge shout out to Zwift, our title sponsor. They're really looking after the press room and it's just so good to have them behind us. And also Smith Optics. Uh, if you need some sick sunnies, just check them out. Have a look online and see if you like any. I'm getting some Wildcats on the way. Uh, they're the sunglasses that uh, Ben O'Connor wears. And, um, hey, he's winning two in France stages in them, so they must be good. But I'm getting the white frame, so I'm looking forward to trying those ones on and just seeing how they compare to the Bobcat. But anyway, big thanks to Smith. Big thanks to Zwift. Let's get back to the episode with Sammy. What about uh, Turkey, mate? Got your first win. That must have been
0: fucking sick to get the first... uh, Yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, I was... I was fucking over the moon for that. Um, yeah, that meant so much to me and so much to the team. Uh, you know, like, there was our first win for the start yeah, of the season. Yeah. Was like a yeah bit of a yeah. start. Yeah, sure. And now I think that we got the ball rolling after that first win. So, um, yeah, I was really, really stoked about that. And we were all so happy. And a lot of belief came out of that now as a as a finisher for me um, yeah. that I can do it. And, yeah, it's having the right, you know, the right luck and the right, uh, the right run that you can keep up with those big guys. And for me to be sprinting against the likes, you know, Bennett, Caleb, and Phillips, and there and then yeah, to get a to get a win on the board is yeah, yeah it's some dream. You know, I've, I've always dreamed about racing these guys, and you know, one day being able to beat them. So, um, mate. and you, yeah, well and truly on that stage. I mean,
1: yeah, there's some there was elite company in that uh, in that win for sure. And would. you... I guess, did you get like obviously it installed heaps of confidence in your ability and that top end speed and sprinting? But did the team also like go, oh shit, Sam's uh, like top end, he's there? Or was it, was that already, they already knew that you had that kind of power?
0: Um, I'm not sure. They, 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 I think they, they thought that I, you know, have a lot of power in me from the track and they've seen the numbers, but it's a whole different kettle of fish, like getting to the finish in that sprint because you end up doing like almost, over 750 watts for the last minute into a sprint before so like zero. you're doing yeah before you even do your sprint like you're doing big numbers on the wheel because it's so stop starty if you have to move up in the wind and like do a little bit more it, it really hurts you so um i think that's where i probably get the most belief out of is being able to handle that last you know five minutes ten minutes where it's the lead are happening you really have to keep you keep you, you calm and um really be able to handle the last you know two two minutes at full gas and then be able to sprint on top of it yeah i, I think a lot of people um definitely wouldn't know that i've heard that before
1: uh in terms of like that last minute last two minutes it's just hectic but like on tv it doesn't look you know it looks, yeah, so, yeah. it looks smooth sometimes you know but really that's those guys in the wheel and the lead out yeah it's five six seven hundred watts as well and then you're kicking on top of that like that's
0: yeah, it, it's yeah, 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 for sure. It's crazy, and then like you, you don't realize that you know the, the sprint even starts when you're going, you know, seventy or sixty-five, and then you go off off top of that. So the speed is always there, and we were hitting some really fast-paced sprints mm-hmm. in uh, Turkey as well. Like mm-hmm. I think in that sprint, I hit like seventy-four through the, the through C two A. Eh? That was like a C two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I I had Thurston in front of me and. I kicked with him out of the seat. And then I think I just had a big kick, is that I had a lot of speed. So I just sat down and then, and then I was, yeah, just maybe my track, my track, uh, seat yes. of power came through. But then, yeah, I was like, no, nope, full out of the seat. I'm not making sure I'm, uh, I'm not going to lose this by sitting down. So, yeah, yeah. I had everything I had to the line didn't even look back. So, yeah, mate, it was so good. What about the
1: physicality in those leadouts? That's one thing I'm really interested in. Do you think, and obviously, from your track background, it just comes past and part, part and parcel. But um, can you be a successful sprinter or a successful last man in the lead out without being um, confident of getting like really physical? Or do you need yeah, it? Yeah, look,
0: yeah, sprinting is very physical now, um, and it always has been. I think, and I think it's hard to get through without being able to handle a little bit of Biff. You know, um, like I've been cleaned, uh, like across, bumped, like chopped, like you got to have your wits about you. And a good thing about it in a lot of in the world tour, well, to a peloton, a lot of people, it is quite choppy and you do get a little knocks, but everyone has a really high skill level that most of the time, if they get knocked or they use their shoulder, that no one's going to really crash or no one's going to really. Yeah. Um, you know come down off a little thing you see it a lot in sprinting now like there is some yeah. big crashes in the sprints but you know when you're going 75k an hour these things do happen and um but yeah yeah i think as a lead up man you've got to be able to you know cop some shit and you've got to be able to you know keep you keep you calm because it's uh yeah it's a bit of a, a bit of a free-for-all in there yeah man definitely it's um one guy i always watch throws his
1: weight around heaps is um Ryan Mullen, he loves getting stuck into it. He just, yeah, he does. Yeah. Like it lives for it. I mean, I, I haven't, I did a podcast with him. I haven't actually released it. Um, but there's some good stuff in there about talking about leadouts and like one of those guys that you love to have as a teammate, but you just hate him
0: when he's against you. One of yeah. It's almost annoying because he's so good at what he does. You know, like guys who. <laughs> You yeah, definitely lead out guys, and they're so powerful. Like Mullen is so powerful, and, he, yeah. and these other lead out guys also. That that like you see him passing you with such like skill and power. They're like, God, he's annoying. But this is so. <laughs> yeah.
1: If if you could bring someone into your lead out, say you're the last, you're the sprinter. um Who would you bring in to your train? Well, that's
0: a that's a good call. I think. We're, we're in in our team now. We're having a really big sprint focus and and working with our lead out and um kind of like developing as a, as a big team. But if I was bringing anyone in, it's a hard question. I mean, it's hard. It's hard part. It's hard not to pass uh Morkov, You Morkov. know, yeah. You know, Morkov is probably one of the best. The, the, he definitely is one of the goat lead up men going around in history. Yeah. So you know, he he can navigate the field so calmly and so so smartly that. You know, Cav or whoever's sprinting behind him is just, you know, point and shoot. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that, you know, he's probably the hottest commodity in the lead out market for sure. Definitely. Yeah. He's so, it's like when he's, you,
1: I often watch him in the sprints and it's like, it's like he's moving in another time. You know, like it's slow for him.
0: Like he yeah. has
1: so much time. You know, when they say that in ball sports, like footy players and they say about Scotty Pendleby and all those guys. It's like they're moving in another like realm. But um, yeah,
0: yeah, dead right. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, I think get, he, Well, I saying, I reckon smart. he could get
1: um, Jakubretzko a win if he was in the wheel. I reckon he could pilot him
0: to a uh, decent win. I think so too. I think yeah, he can. You see, most you know, you, you can put anyone in the wheel, and you can put them in the honey hole, and that's the most important thing of sprinting. Any person I've heard say that is Theo. <laughs> yeah, it's probably where we I don't love the way gang. That's so
1: good. I was with Theo on the weekend. We had the um the seven gravel race here.
0: Yeah, um, saw that.
1: Oh man, it's an epic race. Do you, are you interested in, in any gravel stuff or not really?
0: Yeah, I am. I'm really big into mountain biking. So basically the bridge is there, but um I don't have a gravel bike at the moment. I've never, I never, but I always wanted to get into it. Like it looked really fun. Um, and yeah, massive K's. Like I've seen some of the stuff Yatesy does, and on the on that gravel bike Yeah, has, see Santa Cruz and yeah. there's massive K's on it. And yeah, the, the racing looks is that you know becoming such a big scene now. And yeah. even here in Girona, there was the the tracker race that was a gravel race. And oh, um, oh yeah, huge, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. huge and the people flying around for it and. You know the organisation looks really uh, looks really good. So definitely want to get involved in it one day, do a bit of a gravel race, and probably you know go full full gas with the big guys and blow a gasket and end up <laughs> back. But <laughs> that's that's part of the fun, eh? Yeah, uh,
1: that's
0: awesome. Um, all right, last couple
1: things. Um, I wondered uh, what's um what's in the second half of the year for you? Do you know your next sort of month or two?
0: Um, yeah, so basically I head to, uh, Vienendal one day race, um, mm. this weekend. And then after that, two of Norway. Oh, oh, Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. She's a nice one. I, I checked out the start list. There's a bit of, a bit of strong guys going there. So okay, mate, you and Ethan will be going head to head. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. And <laughs> it'd be uh, nice one to get, get on the board. And then after that, I'll go to ZLM tour. Oh, nice. As I like, yep. a bit of a sprint focus race. So it's yeah. really nice. And then after that is un- is unknown at the moment. Um, everything is changing a lot now with, you know, since COVID and lineups are changing. and Yeah. Um, You know, I know people are asking me, oh, do you want to do a Grand Tour this year? And I don't, and I don't know. I, I would love to do a Grand Tour this year, but then also if I don't, no, if I don't. You know, I think if I, you know, if got to do the vault to the end of the year, it'd be really nice preparation and really nice. The uh, next year. You know, build Into the next year, having that in your legs. But yeah. You know, I want to make sure I'm I'm ready for that, and um, you're not you're not going in underdone. So I will see. You know, uh, at this point, I'm um, still kind of just taking it as it goes, and I'm really happy with how it's going, and yeah, the team's really happy. So just keep kicking on like usual,
1: mate. So good, you're having a yeah, you're having a yet. It's awesome. So, um, uh, Tour of Norway. I'm pretty sure the winner. I was talking with um about this. I think the winner gets like. A lifetime or a year supply of salmon, like frozen salmon. Yeah,
0: that's pretty. Yeah, you're yeah.
1: right. If you're a salmon, yeah, got a
0: shitload of salmon, like almost like can't even get it back yourself. Actually, yeah, uh, so got like, a funny story about this. Right, Lee, Lee Howard won uh won some of this salmon one one year. He told me when he was there, and um like bucket loads, like 500 kilos or something of a ridiculous. Um, and then he's like, oh, I don't have like. What am I gonna do? with This I don't have a freezer that fits this. Yeah. Um, but he had his cafe that was open, and then he made like a, like a deal with them and be like, "Oh, can you like give me two hundred fifty kilos, like? But then can you cut it up individually in like actual servings? So then he just put it all into his cafe and had like free sushi for free, free uh, su- no, salmon for a year. Oh shit, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, yeah, it was running salmon out of it like all frozen. So. It- Pretty good. That is very good. Is,
1: is Lee Howard? Is he part of the service
0: course? Is he part of that? Was that different? No, he's different. He's different. Oh. He had a he had a uh, cafe up in Andorra where he, yes. he was living, um, but no, I think he sold it. Now, yeah, right. Well,
1: at least that's one idea for whoever ends up winning the salmon. Then, um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and one other thing. Um, next year, I imagine your classics. Uh, hopefully, if everything goes well, your classics schedule will expand. And so Mm. out of all those classics races, what is one that you want to race the most?
0: Roubaix for sure. Wow. Roubaix, Roubaix hands down is the racer. I get goosebumps every time I watch it. Um, You know, the race itself is just amazing. I think it's such a hard race. And like, and for me as a sprinter, I think like even like, I think I have a bit more to give than just flat sprints. I think, yeah, you man. know, you see, like, on the some days, I, I can get deep in these hard races. And yeah, I think, yeah, if I mean, geez, you see how many times it takes you to, to do it to get a win. Like, yeah. Heyman's running in time. So, like, yeah. you know, yeah. sometimes I think I would love to do it. I would really love to be able to win it one day. But if I get to ra- just race it a couple of times and really get involved in that legacy of the race, is, you know, trying to go, and I love to be able to go into the going in the velodrome and have a sprint oh, at the finish,
1: mate. On the track, on the board.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, that's the coolest finish, hands down, and definitely. Um, yeah, be able to use a bit of my track craft to uh, have a big sprint at the end. If you can even sprint, because you're probably that cross-eyed. <laughs> Just Yeah, <definitely> <laughs> yeah. mate. Yeah, that is can, can double.
1: It's a great, uh, it's a great answer. That would be, I think, you know, you can already, it's already foreshadowed, man. I think you do fantastic in that race um, just based on scale to price alone, full gas, dog shit mm. fucking, you know, in the gutter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'd love it. I'd love to do it one day. And definitely one that I uh, will strive to try win in my career if, I, if possible. That's sick.
1: Cool, man. Well, um, I won't keep you any longer. That was really good. So if, yeah, thanks a lot for your your time, mate. Thank you very much. No worries,
0: mate. It's good to uh, catch up with the WA WA uh locals, the Republic, so.
1: mate. The Republic WA. Live That's it.
0: On. Yeah, and hopefully I will be back at the end of the year to uh, line up the the uh, Poppers Chance again. Oh, mate! Someone's got to take the crown. Someone has to. Yeah, I know. Back. Last year it looked it looked heated. It looked really good last year. Yeah, um, <laughs> I got really jealous. So I'm gonna have to uh, be on my way back down. And have a, have a send. Bit training. Yeah. All right, bro. Yeah, this will go out on
1: um on Monday. So uh I'll send you stuff then. Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Cool.
0: Thanks, man. Thank you, Mate. Have a good one. Bye.
1: All right, Legends, that's another episode of the Press Room Podcast done and dusted. Big thanks to Sam Wellsford for coming on the podcast. We will chat to him again next year before the Classics season. And, hey, episode 15, season 2. This is the final episode of season 2. We're going to have a break. I'll come back around Tour de France Femmes uh, time. So uh, I just want to say to everyone who's listened to an episode of the second season or maybe just the first Thank you so much. The uh, the downloads and the, the uptake has obviously uh, increased quite a lot and it's been really, really cool to hear everyone's feedback. And I hope you've noticed um, a little bit of a increase in the production quality as well. I'm trying my best and learning every episode. So I hope that's been appreciated. And, uh, yeah, look, it's been such a good season. So thank you so much to everyone. That's listened. Even just one episode. I see. I check it every day, and I know if there's been more listens and that sort of stuff. So I really, really appreciate it. Warms my absolute golden bicycle heart that you guys are listening to the press room. So if you are enjoying it, please, if you like the season, leave a rating. Spotify, it's just hovering on 68 five-star reviews. I mean, come on. Let's get it up to 100. Uh, same with Apple. Let's get them in. It really means a lot. And, um, yeah, what else have we got to say? Oh, yes, the Giro, the Queen stage this week. Look out on the Press Room Podcast Instagram because we're going to be doing a Smith eyewear competition. All you have to do is look out for the post and you'll have to comment in the comments um, of the post the winner of the Queen stage. And you will get to win uh, any Smith eyewear product you want, thanks to, of course, Smith, the uh, eyewear supplier of the Press Room. And uh, yeah, with that, Legends, stay around. Uh, Tour de France fans, time will be back then. June, there's going to be a big announcement as well. So uh, oh, it's all happening. But thanks again to listen, for you guys for listening. And um, I'll see you guys real, real soon.